Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Right on time. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> don't forget to edit that. Uh, no, it doesn't. Your, your mistakes don't get edited out. <laughs> oh no, it needs to get edited no, out. Mine do. <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right, so we're going to, um, Isabel came back from uh, Florida a couple of days ago, and she had been out to, over to Galaxy's Edge to ride Rise of the Resistance, so at the end of the show, we're going to have her talk about Rise of the Resistance and sort of walk us through what the ride was like and what was great about it, and I guess what wasn't great about it, if there wasn't if there anything. Was, right. But first, we're going to go through all the news from the weekend. A lot of news over the weekend. Yeah, so we're going to crank right through it. Um, first, there was a video look at Mickey's Runaway Railway. Um, we're going to post that on our Facebook page, so if you want to check that out, you yep. can. Yeah. And then um, Toys for Tots. We've talked a lot about them, uh, Disney participating in Toys for Tots and their tie to Toys for Tots um, going back back to Walt. Um, they have now donated $30,000 in toys this season. 30,000 toys. Oh, 30,000 toys. Which is worth more than $30,000. It's worth a lot more than $30,000. All right. Thank you for correcting me then. And did you say Walt Disney World? What about it? That's where this... In Walt Disney World, they've donated more than 30,000 toys. They've put in 4,000 volunteer hours sorting and working with the Marine Corps uh, on the Toys for Tots program. Awesome. Yeah. Um, And then over in Anaheim... On January 8th at California Adventure, they're going to have Anaheim Duck Day. What is this about? Do you know who the Anaheim Ducks are? They're a hockey team? Very good. So the Anaheim Ducks are a hockey team that at one point was owned by Disney. And uh, you may remember the movie The um, Mighty Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And that's how they were branded as the Ducks. But on January 8th, they're going to have um, a joint venture with the Anaheim Ducks Hockey Club. And they are going to have a special duck day. So they're going to have a ducks cavalcade, which are some of the uh, ducks players in a parade. Uh, They're going to have a fan headquarters where you can test your hockey skills and learn the science of hockey and have uh, photo opportunities with a very special mascot. They're going to have a meet and greet with the players throughout the course of the day. They're going to have the Anaheim Ducks Champion Showcase from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the Magic Theater, where you can catch memorable clips, moments, and highlights from the best of the Anaheim Ducks. I believe it's only like a three-minute film, but it will loop throughout Stop. the night. Uh, of course, they're going to have special event merchandise mm-hmm. with the uh, Anaheim Ducks Day logo on it. They have some Minnie Mouse ears that are pretty cute. Do they? I yeah. Didn't. Oh, they are. there. Uh, they have hockey pucks with the duck logo on them. Yep. Uh, and then they're going to have, uh, you're going to learn how to draw ducks in the Animation Academy. And then they have some specialty treats, with, which I think are pretty cool. They're going to have a hand-dipped uh, vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate hockey puck, mm-hmm. uh, which will be available at Clarabelle's Hand Scoop Ice Cream. Uh, they're going to have an orange cream at Trolley Treats and a hockey puck-themed brownie at Studio Catering Company. So those are just some of the specialty snacks that will be available on that day. So if you're a hockey fan and you're in California... Go check it out. Sounds good. Um, The Disney Channel is having a holiday party TV special, right? They are, which actually the first uh, airing of it aired last Friday, which I didn't realize it was airing or I would have mentioned something on Friday's show. But it is repeating throughout the week. It repeats uh, Monday, which is the day we're releasing this show. Monday night at 6 p.m. on the Disney Channel. It looks to be about a half hour long. It's the same hosts and some of the same performers from the special from Thanksgiving. And uh, 
some of the same performers who will be on the Christmas special. So they shoot all of that content during the course of one weekend. Uh, like Shaggy is on the Disney Channel now How one. many times do I really need to see Shaggy, though? Well, it's not Shaggy and Sting. Sting is on the Thanksgiving one and the Christmas one, but they only got Shaggy to do this Disney Channel one. So the Disney Channel one's a little less uh, highbrow. I don't know <laughs> if highbrow is the word. Um, a little less important, maybe. Okay. Uh, but this showcases some more of the Disney Channel talent uh, than... Uh, maybe some younger folks, than then. Right. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Yep. In Disneyland Paris, they've received some awards from various uh, organizations. They have. I think we just skipped a story, but that's okay about photo opportunities. Oh, yeah. We can go back to that. Uh, so Disneyland Paris... Uh, has won some awards. They won a uh, an award with the Family Traveler Family Traveler Excellence Awards for Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, Marvel Season of Superheroes, and Villages Nature Paris. They were selected by more than one hundred thousand voters among the top fifty exceptional family experiences around the world. Uh, so those were honored. They were also named the world's leading theme park resort for the second consecutive year by the World Travel Awards, which celebrates excellence across global travel and tourism industry. And then they were also named in the 2019 Best Family Park in Europe by European Star Awards. Um, four of their attractions ranked in the top ten for Best Dark Rides in Europe, and they are Ratatouille the Adventure, which will be coming to Florida. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Twilight Zone of Tower, and Phantom Manor, which in the United States is known as? The Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion. Very well. And then in the Park Parks Mania Awards, the Lion King and Jungle Festival was named Europe's top attraction uh, following its premiere this summer. Do they really call it something funky over here? What was the, the ride before the Haunted Mansion one? The Twilight Zone of T- Tower of Terror. Oh, okay. They do call it Tower of Terror. You yes. said it funny. Okay. Um, so going back to the story we missed, uh, holiday photo pass opportunities at Walt Disney World are abound. That's right. There are some special photo ops uh, available at Disney Springs. It looks like there you can be inserted into a Christmas tree uh, at the Animal Kingdom. You can be inserted into a Christmas tree? Doesn't it look like they put you... They looks like they shrunk you down and you're kind of like surrounded oh, by the Christmas like, tree. Oh, maybe you're like... They have garlands surrounding right? you or something like that. Okay, I see what um, you mean. There are some pretty cool magic shots available. Uh, there are some in Hollywood Studios where you meet... Uh, what's the raccoon from Pocahontas? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll call him Rocket. <laughs> and Not his uh, name. in Hollywood Studios, you can get a, ma- a f- uh, um, magic moment with uh, Zero the dog. Mm-hmm. In uh, Epcot, which I think is adorable, you can get a uh, magic shot with Chip and Dale. That's probably the best one. Because yeah. Chip and Dale, they're tiny. There's one on her shoulder. There's one just, just fits in her hand. That one's cute. Right. They're like real chipmunk size. As they are. To it the, looks great. As opposed to the human-sized chipmunks. Uh, and then at select resorts, they have different photo backdrops that you can do. Uh, as well as some additional props. So, uh, you know, check out uh, PhotoPass if you haven't used it before. Um, you know, a lot of people like to use their own camera, but but PhotoPass has some nice little options. Yeah, you can't get the magic shots with your own camera. Right. Um, Frozen 2 is doing well in the box office, I hear. It is. Uh, we skipped another story, but that's I okay. did not. You Look, did. I checked it off. Okay. Uh, what about the gingerbread houses? Did we mention the gingerbread houses? We, no, you didn't mention the gingerbread no, houses. No, because I'm tired of those stories. Okay, so we'll talk about Frozen 2. Uh, it passed $1 billion in the uh, in global total. 
uh, making it the sixth Disney film of the year to hit that mark, which is a record for Disney. Um, also, another record is that is the eighth film from any studio to reach the $1 billion mark in 2019. So it is a very good... If they come out at the end of 2019 and say this was a down year for Hollywood, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. Uh, so the sequel has made $366 million domestically and $666 million overseas. Uh, the original Frozen made $1.28 billion back in 2013, so still a little bit behind Frozen, uh, but, uh, you know, on, on its heels, and we'll probably surpass it during the Christmas holiday. Now, what Cheryl did skip was uh, the Disney Parks blog. You know, we, we've talked about all these gingerbread houses and whatnot ad nauseum uh, for the past couple weeks, and the Disney Parks blog has put together a video of all of the gingerbread uh, stuff. So, oh, yes. I remember this story. This is the one that you came up, that you told me about, and I said, I don't want to talk about this. And you said, okay, I'll just post it to the website. So this is a, a news story saying I would post it to the to the Facebook page. <laughs> Great. Um, another lawsuit. We um, need an editor or a producer. <laughs> something. Disney is suing um, a company in, where are they located? Flip flop. Nevada? It. A Nevada company is suing Disney. Oh, okay. So Disney has a Where's slow- that editor? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Disney is su- um, is being sued by a Nevada company uh, called Trust Your Journey. Um, and this is a phrase that they trademarked uh, in 2007 for use in clothing and merchandise that supports uh, cancer, uh, people fighting cancer and cancer survivors. Um, so I guess they've been selling their stuff on QVC and at Cracker Barrel and gift shops. They have $4 million in sales in the past 12 years. And Disney has started putting the Trust Your Journey uh, slogan onto some of their Frozen shirts and T-shirts and posters and, and whatnot. So um, Disney has not commented on the lawsuit. I think what will happen is Disney will give them a very generous donation. Yep. And this will all go away. Yep. Which seems fine to me. I mean, I yep. feel like it's a slogan that can be shared. They're not that... They're not that similarly related. It's not like anyone's going to get confused. Right. Okay. Um, Flamingo Crossing is the shopping center going in near the Magic Kingdom area of uh, the Disney World Resort. And now the stores that are going in there have been announced. What do we have? That's right. Well, we mentioned back in during D23, I think, that they're going to put a uh, 250,000-square-foot target as the anchor store. Uh, but they have announced that some other stores will be joining them. Um, we're going to get a Five Guys, a Ben & Jerry's, a Dunkin' Donuts, a Walgreens, uh, a Bento Asian Kitchen and Sushi, and a PDQ, which I did not look up what PDQ is. I don't know if it's a restaurant or a... I don't know. Everything um, else seems to be restaurants. If you're hungry, it'll be a good place to go, I guess. Right. And they are also uh, going to have at least six hotels. Uh, PDQ is a fast short food. for people dedicated to quality, blurring the lines between fast food and casual food. Um, go ahead, talk for one second while I look Can I up. go into the next story here, though? No, because no, we're still talking. Well, then what am I going to talk about? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I found my spot. Uh, so right now there's a Spring Hill Suites and a Town Place Suites by Marriott that are already open. Uh, but by 2020, four more hotels will join them. The Residence Inn, Fairfield Inn uh, by Marriott, and then Homewood Suites and Home 2 Suites by the Hilton Company. Um, by 2021, Hampton by Hilton will open, bringing 1,750 rooms uh, to Flamingo Crossings in total. 
Uh, and then also in that area, they're going to put more campus-style housing for students that participate in the Disney internship and college program. Uh, American Campus Communities is building housing for up to 10,400 students. And then there will be an additional 1,300 apartments planned for the area. So it's, it's going to be a, a very busy uh, retail, residential uh, It seems like zone. it'll be a nice place to you know grab a hotel if you're not able to stay um, on site. Right. Seems like there's going to be enough there, you know, to to keep things. You know, you got your Dunkin' Donuts, you got yep. the Five Guys, you got a couple places to eat. You know. Yep. It looks like in total there will be more than 50 shopping and dining options with 1,700 parking spaces. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, there's been um, lots of hours being extended all over the place due to the um, upcoming holidays, and the Skyliner and minivan hours have been extended to sort of accommodate these new hours um, at the, the different parks. So what are the new uh, extended hours? They're extending them for the dates of December 13th to December 31st. 21st. 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 Oh. That's a two. I know. I wrote it 21st, and then I thought, well, that can't be right. It no. must be 31st. Through the 21st. Um, of course, they'll probably change that in yep. three days yeah. and extend it through yeah. the 31st. But right now, all three lines on the Skyliner will begin running at 6.45 a.m., and minivan service will begin as of 5 a.m. And I can tell you that's just 100% all about the... Um, getting people to Galaxy's getting pe- Edge. Yeah, getting people to uh, to ride, ride of the resist- uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yep. Um, because, yeah, it's hard to get over there. <laughs> for these for these uh, early times that you need to be in line to ride that ride because yep. there's there's not much running so okay that's cool um, and moving to Epcot the tram loop there has been open they finished that little bit of construction a little bit there was a ton of construction going on but they're on. still working on construction in that entrance area right so. and they do now have two tram loops uh, one is for arrivals and one is for departures. Uh, if you're standing at the front of the park and looking towards the parking lot, the left side of the loop is drop-off only, and the right side of the loop uh, is for picking up guests and returning to the parking lot. So if you're uh, getting on those trams, that is the deal. Sounds good. And then perhaps one of my favorite stories of, of the weekend, um, Casey's Corner uh, is now, their corn dog nuggets are now coming with cheese. That's right. It used to cost you a dollar if you wanted a cup of cheese. Uh, and, you know, back in April, I believe, they changed the, the corn dogs to chicken-based nuggets, and people went nuts, so they brought them back. Um, but now, uh, like Cheryl said, the, the cheese is now free. That's awesome. Well, only with that, though. I mean, right. I liked it when the cheese was free all the time, but we usually get at least one order of corn dog nuggets, so now we'll have cheese to dip our fries in. Because right. it'll come with our corn dog nuggets. So. Yeehaw. Thank you, Casey's. So exciting. Um, some new signage is um, up at the TTC for the security screening areas that are due to open soon. That's right. Cheryl talking in her shorthand again. The TTC is the Ticket and Transportation Center uh, at the Magic Kingdom, uh, which provides transportation to both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot resorts. And uh, as she mentioned, they are redoing the security areas as well as the entrance experience for the guests. Uh, so a lot of signage is up, and I would not be surprised to see this area open. I'd like to say by Christmas, but there's still a lot of raw wood there. I, I think by year's end, this this section will be open. Sounds like a good estimate. And then in Disney Plus news, what happened? God, we haven't heard about Disney Plus in a while. <laughs> um, Disney Plus has over 22 million app downloads uh, since its debut on November 12th. 
According to an app trapping, tracking firm, Apptopia, uh, Disney Plus has 9.5 million active mobile users daily, uh, which gives it the top spot on both Apple and Google's app stores. Um, but that does not include numbers from smart TVs, Roku boxes, Apple TV, or desktop web browsers. Um, so uh, they've also stated that uh, this did affect uh, Netflix's traffic, um, but now, you know, initially when Disney came online, Netflix's traffic was down, but now everything seems to be uh, uh, leveled out, and um, Disney will not reveal its streaming numbers uh, and will not comment on anyone's reports. So everything we hear is from outside sources. Yeah, and I'm sure Netflix doesn't really care how many people are actually uh, downloading things and streaming their service. They only really care how many people are paying for their right. service. So right. as long and as I'm they're not dropping I, numbers. I have a good number of friends who are watching a lot of this Disney content as well as Netflix content on pirated stuff, which is something I would never do. But, mm. um, you know, pirates are going to pirate. I guess. And then plunder. It's a whole new kind of pirates. Right. Um, in Disneyland, and hopefully moving to Disney World, um, some new mini ears have been announced for the new year. Or not just announced they've been released that's right they are the new year's mini ears they have multicolored multicolor confetti glitter on the front and the back uh they have a blue bow uh and then satin on the band part yep. and then along the side of that it is 2020 in the stylized disney numbers and the colors of the fab four all right um and more merchandise news that we don't we're not supposed to be talking about so make it quick um there's a new Disney Parks watch collection. Yeah, there's just new watches out uh, from the Magic Kingdom. They are at the Uptown Jewelers, but it's, they're expected to be rolled out at more locations. Uh, they're probably a series of eight or ten watches. They're really nice. They're, I want to say they're high end, but they're, they're not. fancy looking. That's exactly it, though. They're not. They're between like sixty and seventy dollars. Yeah, piece, the price. So the pricing is relatively uh, inexpensive. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Okay, and then I'm jumping ahead one story here. Okay. The chicken guy we talked about yesterday, or. Um, Friday, that uh, they were going to be doing some renovations, and we thought, well, gee, it seems like they really should be expanding, and I guess the word on the street is they actually are expanding, so our predictions were correct. That's right. If you're headed to Flavortown, it's going to get a little bigger. <laughs> Good. And then um, the Magic Kingdom is also extending their hours in January and February uh, to accommodate the holidays. So what do we have for extended hours? Right, and it's, it's just on certain nights again. So on the 15th, which is... Sunday night we're recording. It doesn't now. really matter. Uh, it's supposed to open at 8. It, it is opening at 8 as opposed to 9. They'll do the same thing on the 20th. They'll open it at 8. On the 21st, park hours have been extended uh, start, starting at 7 a.m. as opposed to 8 a.m. Uh, January 1st, the park is going to remain open until 11 p.m. as opposed to 10 p.m. On January 5th and 17th and 19th through 21st, the park hours have been extended to 9 p.m. from 8 p.m. January 11th and 25th, the park hours are extended to 10 p.m., previously 8 p.m., so that's that's a that's a good Yeah, bump. that's a good jump. And then on January 18th, the park is going to open at 8 a.m. and close at 11 p.m. when the regularly scheduled wow. hours were 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. So something's going on those days, or they just expect heavy crowds. Right. Um, personally, I don't like the fact that they continue to play with the hours like this as a travel agent when you give your guests... You know, a look at the park six months earlier. It's like, okay, the park opens at nine, so we can get breakfast at Cinderella's table yeah. at you know eight thirty. And, and now the park's going to open at eight thirty. And you know, you're going to be o'clock. sitting there eating your pancakes while everybody else is getting on the rides. Right, <laughs> or or you've arranged it to you know you think it's going to be before park opening, so That's they're coming I mean. down Main Street. 
you know, to an, em- an empty Main Street, and all of a sudden, oh, the park's been open for a right. half hour already. So yeah. it does make planning a little bit more difficult. It does. It does. Um, and then uh, our last story before we um, get Isabel over here is um, our extended hours at Hollywood Studios, which of course is related to Rise of the Resistance. Um, they've extended the operating hours once again. Yeah, and the hours have been changed so much that we can't go through them unless people are sitting there with a pen and paper. No, I uh, think the news really is that they had just changed a lot of the opening hours to be 7 a.m., and now they've gone through and made some of the dates 6 a.m. So we don't really care about ending times, but it looks like um, December 14th, let's see, through the 25th. The 20, yeah, through the 25th, they're going with the 7 a.m. opening, and then from the 26th to the 30th, they're going with the 6 a.m. opening. 31st, oh, the 31st. Okay. 26 through the end of the year. They're going with the 6 a.m. opening. And then the 1st through the 4th back to a 7 a.m. And then they're bumping back up to 8 a.m. Um, it seems like after that up until like January, I don't know, February 1st is all that's out there. And the, they are keeping that 8 a.m. Right. February 1st, the schedule goes back to a 9 a.m. opening for now. Um so, and that's a pretty good uh, segue because we're going to be bringing Isabel on to talk about Rise of the Resistance and her journey to Hollywood Studios. Awesome. So we've been joined by Isabel Bonasso, who is a 17-year-old senior at a local high school in our area. <laughs> and uh, as we were just talking about Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, you know, we were giving you the entry, the park opening times, but a uh, good rule of thumb right now is to show up about an hour and a half uh, prior to those opening times, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they've been getting much earlier. So we're going to talk to Isabel about sort of what she did. So what time was park opening when you were there? 8 a.m. Okay, but we knew you needed to be there earlier. Mm-hmm. So and the buses you checked and the buses weren't running. They were not. So what'd you do? I took an Uber by myself. Okay. Good and, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us like a little bit about like that process. You called an Uber, sort of timing, what time did you get there, what time did you go through the gates, what do you do when you go through the gates, all that stuff. So we called an Uber at a little before 6, and then the Uber took us to Hollywood Studios, and we got there at between 6 and 6.15, and then they opened the gates a little before 6.30. How were the crowds when you got there? We were back at, like, the ticket booths. Okay. So you where you scan in, it was the next set of mm-hmm. buildings. Okay. Um, and then it, we got inside and then immediately went onto the app and got a boarding group. What and number did you get? 28. 28. Uh, really important question, and I'm sure everyone's really interested in this. Who's your favorite parent? <laughs> That's a bad question. <laughs> it's a terrible question. Okay, so then you're through the gates and you get number 28. Do you Does it tell you anything about like what time that maybe might be? It did not tell us. So what did you do? How did you know how long you had to stick around? Or, Well, it was 6.30 and the park didn't open till 8, but we figured that 28 wouldn't be too late in the day. So we said we would just stay at Hollywood Studios, but everything else, all the other rides were open. So we went on a couple rides and then made our way into Galaxy's Edge. And by the time we rode Smuggler's Run, our boarding group was up. Okay. So the way they're working the... Um... The boarding groups now is you receive your boarding group, and then if you have the My Disney Experience app, you get a notification. And after you get that notification, you have two hours uh, with during which you have to show up. And you know if you're standing right next to the entrance to Galaxy's Edge, you get the notification. You walk right on. So it's kind of like a fast pass window, then, right? Right. Is that what you found when it came up? It, did it tell you that you had two hours? Yes, it did. We got the notification at eight a.m. 
that it, our boarding group was up, which was actually when the park was supposed to open. Okay. And we were group 28. Um, and then we had until 10 to be back. Okay. So that makes sense. So what were you able to ride in that time period uh, before, while you were waiting? Right after we got in, we went to Slinky Dog Dash and rode that with maybe a 10, 15 minute wait. We walked on to Toy Story Mania and on to Rock and Roller Coaster twice with no wait. Nice. So yeah, so I guess, you know, getting there early, even though it's kind of a pain once you're in, you do get to experience the park with not much in the way of crowds. Um, Okay, so then you got to ride it. What, not just what did you think, but sort of why don't you walk us through the process, you know, from, from the minute you go to get in line and you're walking through the queue, what's it like? Now, as a disclaimer, Isabel is not a huge Star Wars fan. Which is, yes, which is sort of part of it. So this is, yeah, the perspective of somebody who doesn't really know a lot about Star Wars and, you know, if my, she liked it. And so my thought is, well, gee, I guess I'm probably going to like it too. And I wasn't really sure if it would be worth my time. but And and she rode with her friend Amber, who was probably less of a less Star of a Wars Star fan. Because <laughs> Isabel's at least seen the movies. You've seen the movies with us. We yeah. all go as a family. Okay. Um, or, I mean, you know, with your family, uh, not the host of this show. Um, and uh, so she's ca- she's not even a casual Star Wars fan, right? No. She has no idea who R2-D2 is or... No. Any of that stuff. We did look up some background information before we rode. Okay. Which was helpful. Good. Okay. Yes. All right. So walk us through. So we got in line and we still had to wait a little bit. We probably waited between 20 minutes and half an hour before we started doing anything. Um, just, you know, regular line. And then when it was time to go, they gave us the little backstory like, okay, you're going on a secret mission. And then they put us in what they called a transport vehicle. Um, and then we got in, and there were some screens, which they were taking us on the secret mission, and then we got captured. And then when we got off the transport vehicle, there were different, there were cast members in different outfits who were then against us. So they were like so the bad guys. Imperial. They were the Imperial yes, forces. Yes, they, they were the bad guys. And then they told us that we were going to be interrogated, so then we waited in another line, five minutes or less. And then we went into another small room that went where we were supposed to be getting interrogated, I guess, and then the main bad guy comes up. Mm-hmm. Who's the main guy? Kylo guy? Ren. Kylo Ren. He comes up and he's like, you are so bad. And then <laughs> he says he's going to interrogate us and then there's some issue somewhere else, so he walks away. Is he really, like, there? Do they actually have the character there or is it no, on a screen? it's another screen okay. up top. And then he walks away and that's when you get saved by some resistance the resistance again Mm -hmm. um and then you get out of that small room and then get on to another vehicle that's a smaller one like eight people and then you're trying to escape so that part is the real part of the ride yes okay and how long was it before you got on the little eight person vehicle so maybe 10 minutes from the time we started the whole Mm -hmm. transport Mm -hmm. vehicle thing probably longer yeah yeah okay 10 12 minutes yeah and I okay. thought it was kind of interesting. You were telling me about that the uh, that room, that part of the ride that we saw in all the promotional stuff with all the stormtroopers in it. Yeah, I was in it for 10 seconds max. It was just like a walkthrough, but I don't know if that'll become part of a longer line in the future. But it wasn't part of that like last eight-person vehicle ride. No, it was not. Okay. Which is funny because, you know, you watch all the promotional stuff and right. it, you know, it seems like that's going to be a major part of the ride and it. Well, Turned out know, 65, to not be. 65 stormtroopers in a room, that's that's a big deal. Right, yeah. You know, I think some that might of have them been actually the, move. 
I think that might have been the only thing they had ready mm-hmm. <laughs> months ago when they wanted to show shots of it. Right. So, um, all right. Well, that's that's great. So, did you like it? I did. You would? Would you have if you if you could have if you could get more fast pass and stuff? Would you have turned around and done it again, or would you have gone and done something else? If I could have gotten in another boarding group, you would have done, done it again. Okay. Now here's the big question: Better ride, flights of passage, rise of the resistance. And you did both on this trip. I did. I, it's hard because I, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, and I feel like you understand the story of Flight of Passage more without being a fan of either movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched Avatar once, maybe, and I still know what's going on throughout all of Flight of Passage, but I did have to look up some background info for Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Do you think that helped? Like, do you recommend that people maybe look up a little bit of background information yeah. if they don't know what's going on? It helped me, and it definitely helped um, Amber, who is my non-Star Wars-loving friend, because um, she just would have had no, no clue. Yeah. And then during the whole ride, I was able to say, like, that's the bad guy. <laughs> like, we talked about this. <laughs> right, right. So it helps to have a Star Wars fan with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe, though, um, Avatar would win for... For a favorite over the two. Yeah, I think it might. Okay. Oh, Fair I think I, I think I know who my favorite daughter now is. Why? She didn't even go on it and give you an opinion. Uh, that's right. She's my favorite. <laughs> she just did not bash Star Wars. <laughs> she didn't bash Star Wars. All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Isabel, for uh, giving us the inside look. You are so welcome. And uh, until next time, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Tony. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>